Hey, this is LA Beast, and you're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Oh, hello there, friends! Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft. Joined once again by a man who has torn off his pants and undies and is currently spinning a basketball on the tip of his boner. That's Jeff Clark. So, I don't need my pants or undies to play basketball. And transmitting to us from a one-man convention celebrating He-Man and booger-eating, the bearded butt burglar known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, brap, brap. Man, my voice might be a little funky today. I don't know what's going on. Strong intro. I've been I've been fighting something off, and I I could have sworn it was COVID, but I beat a couple of those tests, so I know I'm chilling. But my voice is fucking fried. This morning I sounded like I sounded like a female contestant on one of those reality dating shows. Oh my god, I don't know if I should like. Pick between Chad or Steven. You do that way too well. <clears throat> it's because my fucking throat's all fucked up. I don't know what's going on. You should do a whole podcast like that. Got like mad cum loogies in my throat. What? Were you Maybe... hanging out in poop slime this weekend? <laughs> no, but Let's somebody... pay the rent somehow. Somebody did lay out some poop slime. Like... In that tandem parking space, it was actually when I was leaving. I think it was when I was leaving to go do stand-up. Someone shot a big puddle of diarrhea on the ground, and it was like luck. it was covered in like a like a swarm of flies and like a little blobule of toilet paper that got caught in the puddle and just started soaking upwards. So I like to think that it was some good luck diarrhea. Well, it worked. Yeah. That was a good sign. It wasn't bad luck diarrhea. Yeah, you had a pretty strong um, debut on the stand-up circuit. You've already got a couple of gigs booked. (laughs) I actually coming out to the Chuckle Hut with me, aren't you? Yeah, I'm opening for Shuddy Boy on the road now. Nice. Yeah, Shuddy's always needed a strong opener. Might be you're able to fill that void. Yeah. There's the role Maybe I was if born I can to play. practice a little bit, I can be the closer. Would you ever do stand-up, Jeff? Fuck. I was going to say fuck no, but I can't even go that far. I'm not <laughs> going to say never, but I don't have any inclination to do so thus far. It's just something that I give you mad props. You're, you're, you're a badass for going up there and giving it a try. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it here. We are talking about it, but I just... <laughs> I'm not. I couldn't get there. I don't know. It's I'm too much of a pussy, perhaps. I don't know. You're 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 like fearless in social settings. I've seen you walk up to a group of like five smoking hot chicks at a bar, like dressed to the nines, and just be like, "Oh, hey, what's up, ladies?" And just like, I'm at the other end of the bar getting a, get ordering a beer, and I look over, and Jeff has like. Five smoking hot chicks captivated laughing and stuff. And I'm like, God damn, what is going on over there? Yeah, I'll 
just talking shit about you, actually. We got to change the subject when you come over. Hey, hey whatever works. That's my best comedy. That's actually that's what I was thinking about you. I thought you did a, a pretty good job with your stand up, but I think once you get a few more reps under your belt, you should do roast battles because. The funniest version of you, there's a lot of funny versions of you, but the funniest version of you is making fun of me and Shuddy. So if you just channel that energy to someone else that you're standing in front of, do a little eight-mile freestyle battle, but comedy. That's all. He just wanted it. to somehow loop eight mile into this. Yeah, for real. I actually had, I, <laughs> I actually did not have that in my in my head before I started uh, Jeff talking. Jeff has been thinking for a week almost of how to connect the dots from your stand up to eight mile. Well, dude, I, it, it was kind of eight miley for me. I was in the back, like barfing. Did you have spaghetti I, on your, your shirt? I didn't barf, but I felt like it. I actually had a fear shit locked and loaded. Like the, the whole week before doing stand up, I was, I, I talked about it on the show. I was pooping a lot, like lots and lots of poop and waiting in the hallway for my turn to go up. It hit me hard. And like, I didn't, I didn't eat either because I was like full when I left the house and I completely like spaced that I didn't even eat dinner. So I'm, I'm like terrified, shaking, sweating, full poop, locked and loaded and starting to get the hunger shakes. And I'm like, this is probably the absolute worst setting for my first time doing stand up. Like every part of my body is going wrong right now. That is it's the, the worst place to take a shit. I feel like Oh my god, a yeah. Dive, a dive bar. Just 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 a dive bar is literally the worst place to poop. I actually took a shit once in down the hatch in New York City. You remember that 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 place right next to Shisha? I don't uh, think I've ever been underneath. There. You've been to down the hatch. You know what I'm talking about? You know Shisha, the smoke shop yeah, on Jimmy Street? Yeah. I bought tons of pieces there. Right across the street from Sheephead Lamb or whatever. You you never been in the bar down the hatch? No. Oh my god, I thought we've talked about this. Anyways, it's a dive bar. They're fucking amazing chicken wings, awesome spots to watch college uh watch sports. Not a good place to take a shit, but I was just like the wings ran through me and, and I had to go. Oh, no. Actually, all this poop talk is really giving me some bubble guts right now. I might have to fucking hop off the Zoom call and take a poop. Human fecal but, uh, I think dive bar outside of porta potty is most obviously the worst place to take a public shit. Uh, the, the public bathrooms at the beach, not great. Not great either. Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, those are pretty horrible. But I've had to I've had to take a shit on a run along along the beach before and I've stopped in there and that is not that was not fun either. But I would still say my down the hatch dive bar poop is probably uh, a career low light for me. Would you rather just shit your pants or, or crap in that toilet? No, I I'll shit in the toilet. <laughs> only you. That was what ever, I was. <laughs> only you crap your pants would own for you is the only. Hold on, sorry. No, yeah, no, it's perfect. I, crapping your pants, in my opinion, is not an option. So. Yeah, the only person in this trio that crapping your pants is an option for is always you. Yeah, it's always maybe I'd you. crap. Maybe I'd crap your pants, Kevin, but I would definitely, certainly wouldn't crap my own pants. <laughs> it's never my decision. It's my fucking my my ass. No, it's your decision not to poop. It is your decision to not go poop until it your body 
doesn't Look, give you a choice. I feel I like he just I'm, likes danger. I feel like close I'm to the sun. I'm the boss. My ass should be listening to me. Since when did my fucking ass get promoted? Kevin, your body can only hold so much. Ah, come on. I know. Since what I'm doing when here. have you thought you've had complete control over your yeah. ass? <laughs> what have you ever thought that you've been the master of your world? Like, I mean, what, is, what has ever let you believe that to be true? I never thought it to be true. I just feel like it should be true. It's kind of bullshit. I'm the yeah, boss. Listen to me, suck. ass. We can I mean, continue I've... this conversation, but I'm dying to open this Hostess Ding Dong flavored iced coffee. Oh, I That's just... what I thought you had, actually. I thought it was an iced coffee from Hostess. Do they have, don't they have Twinkie flavored as well? Or, or am I They sure? do, yes. Okay, so I've saw that. I just I've prefer the. I, I like to taste the ding dongs better. There's no good way to say that, but yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree with him. <laughs> There's no. I prefer the. No, can, go ahead. Can we get a moment There's of silence? There's no good way to say uh, that ding dongs are the better of the two snacks. All right, now give me a it's moment while I put this ding dong in my Twinkies, mouth. But yeah, ding dongs. Twinkies just got a better brand name than ding dong. I love me a fucking ding dong. <laughs> Write it down. I bet it's you totally do. Fair. I bet you fucking do. <laughs> Shuddy, you sloppy bitch. So where Holy did you shit, even? This is really good. I see. I would imagine that that would taste like fucking chemicals or something. Well, since that's not far off of what a ding dong tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> At least it doesn't taste like jism. It tastes. It does taste like a ding dong, though. It's really good. <laughs> I think I need to stock up on iced coffees. I just love you. You don't have the dongs. nitros going anymore, do you? Oh, the the caveman coffees. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> you've been out yeah. of that for a while, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Like it's a pre-pandemic snack, huh? Yeah, yeah, and they all expired. I had a bunch of them, but they expired, so I had to just like dump them all out. Ah, bummer. Yeah. What would you grade that Ding Dong iced latte, though? I think I like it better than all of the Starbucks iced lattes that you can buy at the grocery store. All right. Are they cheaper? Is that one cheaper? It was two eighty eight at Walmart. I feel like the Starbucks are always like four bucks. Probably. I don't buy them frequently. I bought it specifically because it was Ding Dong. Oh yeah, I think. I and I had to go get dog food, and I needed coffee because I ate a cookie, and it's dragging me down a little bit. There were a lot of factors in play that led me to this, uh, but I'm How glad. Many... Quick question, because I was thinking about ramping up my coffee usage. How much coffee do you guys drink a day? Because I'm drinking two cups in the morning, and then that's it. And I have a real like I'm really dragging ass towards the middle of the day, and I always I just thought it was like always weird for someone to drink more than like three cups of coffee a day but i i don't think i can function anymore without it on a normal day i only drink one cup of coffee in the morning oh shit see now i'm i'm starting to like really because i gotta i just have to do more like i need to produce more in a day more gambling content more podcast content you know, I'm a lot busier with my job and with sports coming up, I'm going to be like gambling more and watching more sports. 
I'm thinking about like I have to like change my diet. I have to dumb down my diet, like take less, like I don't know, eat less bullshit essentially. Yeah, you need to eat better. That's gonna be your. You need to start drinking juices, like cold pressed green juices. Can I taste your juice? Yeah, you can. I just gotta. You gotta the juices Kevin drinks that, and you call him a pussy for. Yeah. Those do guys. I call you a pussy for the juices? I don't like the. I don't like you. Call you me a pussy for everything. Eat salad. You know, yeah, that's fair. I do. And you act like a pussy about a bunch of things. I, I think the just the over the overeating of vegetables is really pisses me off. I I actually would prefer to do a juice that way. I know that I'm getting all my um, nutrients in, and I can just bang it out real quick. My this guy that I uh, always see at the gym recommended Trader Joe's green juice with pineapple juice because the pineapple juice obviously makes it more tolerable. So I was thinking about going that route. But I'm sure people don't really come here to fucking hear about my dietary bullshit. Kevin, let's talk about your stand-up. How about this? Before we talk about your your set... It's just me. Was there like three kind of cute girls that went up there and tried stand up? Right? Oh yeah, I think I was the only first timer there. Nobody there was trying stand up. <laughs> they were all comics. Well, I would say they were all trying, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the ladies, and it was it was adorable. I want to pinch her cheeks. Women doing comedy, fucking hilarious. Am I right, fellas? Nope, Jeez. you're on your all own right, there, Jeff. Come on, guys, you can't even laugh. At least hit a button. I was just kidding. I was just right. kidding. I actually thought they were a couple of them were pretty good. Well, you wanted a button? I'll hit you with one. I love fried shrimp. I fucking love shrimp. Shrimp, like the like the Iraqi <laughs> chick who loved who loved Coke. I thought her her set was funny. Honestly, I didn't hear much of anything. I was back. I was in the back trembling like a fucking dog in a Sarah McLaughlin music video. I, I was shitting myself, and Ellis is just laughing hysterically at me. And Dustin was back there trying to, like, pump me up. And I, I just I couldn't hear anything that anybody was saying. Like, I... You, had, you were, in like, in a green room. You had, like, your own fucking green room. What are you talking about? I was in a hallway next to the shitter. I know, but it <laughs> felt like your guys' own little <laughs> private spot. I felt like when I was walking by to go to the bathroom, I was interrupting. So I'm like, oh, no, no, you weren't passing through. I because they honestly, I had no idea what was going on. Like my involvement and like any sort of information that I was given was minimal. I was just like, hey, you know, there's this big stand up gig coming up. I'd like to get a few sets in before it takes place. Is it it cool if I, I go on one of the bills some Tuesday night? And he was like, yeah, how about this Tuesday? And I was like, sure, cool. And then it was just like radio silence. And I was like, um, so is it chill if I only do like 10 minutes? And then he just wrote back seven minutes. And I was like, hmm, all right. Got to trim some shit out of here. And like, you know, my, no secret that I have one of the world's worst memories. And memorizing shit for me has always been a challenge. So when I had my, my, you know, my set written out, I just went over it word for word like, Every time I'm driving on the way to Ellis's, home from Ellis's, every time I'm in the car, anytime I have a free minute, I'm just 
going through it over and over so I know it forwards and backwards. And like, I knew which punchlines segued into the next bit. And then when I had to take a whole bunch of shit out, I had to completely relearn it because all the cues were off. And so it, it kind of threw me for a loop. And that was like a, a day or two before the show. So I get there at like 745 because the show started at 8. And I just got DM'd the, the flyer to put up like on my, on my social media and stuff. And it was me, Ellis, and two other people. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is going to be a really short show if it's four people and I'm doing seven minutes. And when I got there, I learned that the bill was fucking massive. They just break it up into fours on the flyers so people can put it up on their Instagrams and stuff. So nobody was, was telling me anything. Um, I didn't know when I was going up. And then Ellis was like, look, what would be easier for you if I go before you or after you? And I was like, dude, I've never done this before. I have no idea what's going to be easier. Like, I'm happy you're here. That's making things easier. And the fact that you're going up is, is making it easier. But, like, I don't know what's gonna, what works better for, for my interest. Did he go easier before or after you? He was like, you know what? I'll go after. That way, if you shit your pants, I have material and I can just go up and make fun of you. And I was like, all right, deal. <laughs> that sounds fair. So he goes up to the, the, the booker or whoever, whoever I guess was hosting and was like, hey, you know, Kevin's never done this before. When is he going up? Or he was like, when, when, are, when are we going up? And he was like, uh, maybe towards the end. And Ellis was like, oh, come on, man. It's his, it's his first time. Can you get him up a little sooner than that? And then I go on after him. And he was like, sure, sure. And, yeah, we didn't go up until 940, like the end of the night. So I was, I was just sitting back there just shitting myself because the guy was like, hey, you know, before you go up, I'll let you know. Like when, the, when the, a comic is up, I'll let you know when you're going up next. So it's just like this could come at any time. And when he came up to me and was like, hey, you're up next. You're after this person. The temperature immediately rose 20 degrees. I burst into sweat. I'm using my shirt to wipe sweat off my head. And then two seconds later, my forehead's already drenched. And I was just like, oh, no, this is not good. This is not good. And I'm trying to just go over my set in my head again. And from what I've always heard, the dime bar shows are always kind of empty. Like, the only people that are there are the other comics. And once somebody goes up, they just go home. So the audience just dwindles. And there was a good crowd, you know. Jeff and Cheech were there. Brandano was there, Boognish and his lady and their friend. Um, saw like some other Ellis fam slash Puminati. And then I guess some of the cute girls that went up, they brought some of their friends. <clears throat> so it was packed. Like every seat was taken. Everybody was standing up by the bar. And I heard some of the other comics being like, wow, this is a really good crowd. This is like one of the best crowds we've ever seen here. So now I'm, I'm, I'm like in my own head I'm over that. I'm like, oh no, now... More people than usual are going to see me eat shit. Well, you know why that is, Kevin? That's because you're a draw. I'm a star, baby. I'm a star. You did You did legit bring people there. I, backing up to that, though, I, it honestly pisses me off that people left beforehand. Like, I think that's fucking, I think that's fucking whack. And no one really mm. cared, so I guess that's just kind of was expected. But Wait, like, are you I talking about at the Dime Bar or any comedy show in general? I, I guess I would mean any comedy show in general. I meant specifically the dime bar in this case, though. Because, I mean, I feel like if you're a regular at the comedy store, once you do your set, 
most of the times you just bounce. No, but I'm saying like, yeah, all right, fair enough. I I don't feel like a comedian at the dime bar should be like bouncing in b- before before the 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 comics beh- uh, behind them go up. Like, I don't know. I feel like you're kind of all in it together, right? It's like uh, a one of your first shows. I mean, no one that's doing stand up is that experienced there. Like, they should be going. They should be like supporting their fellow stand ups. Is my opinion. Am I wrong? The way I don't you're know, man. At me. I don't fucking know. I've done stand up once in my whole life. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know the faux pas. I even texted Dustin because there's a bar right near here, and I saw they had a flyer up for a stand up night. And I looked up the host and found her on Instagram, and I was like, I don't know. This is fucking two blocks from me. Should I should I try and hit this girl up and be like, Hey, um, if you ever need a comic, I'm like a three minute walk. Love to be on the bill sometime. But I was like, oh, shit, are you supposed to do that? Is that like some weird faux pas? Am I going to be Carlos mencia out of the industry after my first set? But then... Stepping on someone's toes. <laughs> I texted Dustin. I'm like, is this, is this lame? Am I, am I not supposed to do this? He's like, dude, no, do it, do it. Like, you should try to get stage time any, anytime you can. So, yeah, fucking slide into DMs. Try to get on shows. Hustle, hustle. Yeah, so, that was my impression of, of how... Uh, comedians book gigs early on but that's I, mostly through like that that uh that one show when uh what was it falling failing what's the show with uh oh, with pete holmes yeah i think it was called crashing crash <laughs> that show's right, awesome well, though i want to rewatch that it was pretty good yeah but that's kind of what i what i'm basing my like up-and-coming comedian like thoughts on yeah you didn't. You probably were hoping like everyone would clear out. You could just kind of do it to an empty room, huh? Yeah. So like you didn't get that butthurt, but like felt like the the girl comedians that came when they were done, they left, and then they're all their friends would leave too. And it's just like, what? We're still hanging out at a bar. This is still cool. Like I don't know. I I, I had fun. I was just like the. We finally the got to the like, point of the thing is that Jeff was is upset the cute girls left. Yeah. Not just, well, just not even their friends as well. Like they had dude friends with them too. I just think it's lame. Like you know, stay. Like the the show wasn't gonna last that long, right? I think the the Jason wrapped it up right with like at like ten o'clock. Maybe? Yeah, but then like a couple more comics went on after him. So Jason went after me, and then I think there were two more comics, and one guy was a headliner. And I think the show's only supposed to go from eight to ten, and it went to like ten, oh, twenty, ten twenty five. But like, yeah, I, I, I maintain my position. The only thing I was like worried about was spacing out and forgetting my shit, or pulling a fried a fried frimp and mixing my words up. It takes shots at me, huh? My my yeah. one critique is you've got to do something with your other hand. Oh, I know, I know. I I felt that the whole time, and a lot of it is just because of my thumb. I I figured it was, but it just looked. Like it looked, you looked so much more comfortable when you were moving, when you were moving your arm around. Yeah. That was the one, that was the only thing that I really have to say about that. Did you guys, did everyone see it through the Ellis show? No, no. Mm. Ellis played a couple minutes, maybe like two minutes of it on a Patreon show we did the next day. And then I uploaded it because he filmed it on his phone. And 
like right towards the end, his phone glitched and stopped recording. So he had to like reopen the camera and start recording again. So it lost, it's in two parts and it lost 20 seconds or so. So I, I took those two clips and I uploaded them to YouTube and made them private. So like, um, I sent it out to like a handful of people to be like, yeah, here you go. Here's, I know a couple people, like some of my friends in Jersey wanted to see it. Um, and I sent it to Shuddy. Send it to your mom? Fuck no. I don't want... I'm, I'm trying to... This was, this was also a tip from Dustin. He was like, try to work clean. Like, it's, it's harder to, to work clean. So try doing that. Like, try to get, like, a clean set and, and try and do that first. Um, and then start working dirty and blue. Because, obviously, that's my comfort zone. But if you if you get a clean ten or fifteen, it opens more doors. You know, Dustin goes up at um, the the comedy Magic and Comedy Club in Manhattan Beach, and that place is, that place is clean. You got to work clean yeah. there. I mean, I've gone a couple of times to see Dustin, and I guess they there's a couple comics that they let go up that'll that'll do dirty shit and they get a pass. But for the most part, they're like, yeah, if you want to be up here regularly, work clean. Um, and then like, if I, if I start getting gigs and meeting people, I could go, you know, next time I'm on vacation with my family in Florida, see if I can get up at a comedy club there and invite the family out. And then I don't have to worry about talking about my butthole in front of them. Actually not bad strategy. Yeah. When you do your travels, maybe you can book a stand up gig, <laughs> but like I, I, it felt like, I, make no mistake. I was petrified up there. Fucking petrified. But once I got halfway through it and I was like, okay, it feels like I'm remembering all my shit and I'm thinking ahead like three sentences and it's coming to me. So I think I got it. I don't think I'm going to be like humming, 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 piss my pants and run away screaming. I knew I wasn't up there, you know, delivering any fucking stellar material or anything, but for my first time, that was, that was the best I could hope for. And I'm stoked it went well. It felt Really good getting off that stage, though. I'll tell you that. Like <laughs> once, once I hit my closer, I was like, "Yeah, it's over. I get to fucking step off this thing. I get to step off these two fucking wooden pallets glued together to make a stage and end this panic attack." Did have a you beer. breathe for the first time in ten minutes? Yeah. Did you have any alcohol beforehand? No, I was thinking about it, but then I was like, "What if that makes me trip over my own words?" And was Carl there? No. I did invite her. Af- but after you told her, absolutely not. Well, I told her. She knew the deal. She knew that I was doing my usual poo-poo humor that she doesn't like. And I was like, I'm going to be nervous enough. And if I'm up there knowing you're in the audience, like, sh- wagging a finger at me in your mind or, like, tisk tisk tisk, my gross fucking five-year-old boyfriend up on stage telling poo-poo jokes... It's going to just, it's another thing in my head. And I'm already in my head. But I, I wrote to her after, once we got done with the podcast last week, I texted her and I was like, I feel like a dick. You know, I, I know you love stand up. It's a big moment for me and you want to be there. Who the fuck am I to tell you no? Like, you already know I'm an infant. So you should come. You should come to the show. And she was like, no, I'll, I'll let you work out the kinks. And then I'll come see you. 
So she shot me down. But I did invite... She is going to come, I think, to the Ontario show, the Ontario Improv, in like two weeks, two or three weeks. September 7th. Yeah. September 7th. The day before I see Wu-Tang and Nas. Ontario, California. Come on out. I fly out... Wait, that's a Wednesday, right? Yeah. What happened to your face? Yeah. I fly out uh I fly out to Vegas the next morning at like five AM. Damn. So, yeah. Damn. Oh, is that for your birthday trip? Mm-hmm. Football season starts the next day. I gotta go place my big bet circa. Chill. Do the Vegas thing. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. What day is your Obviously, actual birthday again? Back. September third. It's a Saturday this year. Uh huh. So I feel like I should do something. It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, I might just like have people over my place in Long Beach, and we'll go out and drink in Long Beach. Obviously, I'll keep you and Carl informed on that stuff. But okay. Yeah, September third. I know her birthday is uh, coming up next week, right? This yeah. Sunday, or is uh, it next Monday? Right. Monday. Yeah. So you guys were you guys are still chill with switching recording t- days that week, right? Yeah. Man, Fuck that, yeah. That, I, that pause really started making me sweat. Would work. No, no. We can. That's wait. That's this weekend coming up, isn't it? Yeah. The Sunday. I'm just I the the time frame I was getting confused. That's why I paused. This week, yes, we're good. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not pushing Man. off my stance. Or I'm not leaving my stance if I don't think I don't think those comedians should have left early. I thought that was whack. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be some sort of like commun- comedy union. And it's just like, you know, we got to we gotta stay here and make sure that this guy has people to perform in front of, this guy or girl. Yeah, it's I don't a, think there's, there's camaraderie in the stand-up list. community, but I don't think to the point where if you go up to do seven minutes at the Dime Bar – and you're like one of the first three people to go up, you're probably not hanging out until 1030. Unless you're in that click with somebody going up later. Yeah. And then you stick around for them and then you leave. But like, isn't that how you get into the click is by sticking around and maybe making conversations like, oh, you like comedy too. Like, hey, like, isn't this like kind of well, how I mean, Mark it- Marin built his fucking career is just hanging out at comedy shows and meeting people? Like, that's like pretty much what probably. Made him successful. Or help him, make him successful. Him hanging out at like the improv or the laugh factory or the comedy store. But like I don't know if Mark Marin was hanging out every week at the dime bar. Well. It's like any other drug, you just gotta build up tolerance to it. You know, you start at the dime bar, then you make your way up to the improv or the comedy store. I know what I'm saying is right. Don't shoot so small. I for know him. what I'm He's saying. He's gonna be doing the staple center in no time. Yes, <laughs> Kevin Hart's gonna be opening for you. Yeah, <laughs> you have you go out on stage with a fucking tiger like your Cat Williams. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, that's always how it plays out for people who start doing stand up at forty. <laughs> oh man, has there? There's got to be some examples. Have you looked them up of people late bloomers in stand up? That was the only one that came to mind. Was Rodney? He didn't start until he was old. I think so. Is that, can you, can that or he didn't. It was either he didn't start until he was old, or he wasn't successful until he was old. Right. But I know so Rodney didn't practice. break until he was like 
old. And is, is there a chance that he just always he just looked older than he he always was? No, that's just like a it's like a known thing. All right, he was a late bloomer. Well, all I know is I, I had know. fun. Like as terrifying as it was, it was cool. I didn't know what to do with my fucking hand. Um, I don't have to wear the sh- that shit anymore, so I don't have that awkward urge to place it on my my leg. But yeah, I, I actually was trying to be more Italian with my shit and just hit my punchlines with my hands like some Mamma Mia shit. Because I knew I was getting weird. I also, because I didn't know what to expect, so I had never been to the dime bar before. I didn't know what this shit looked like. So when I went in, inside and saw what the stage was, I looked at it <laughs> and I was, was like, great. I was like, oh man, I'm going to fall off this motherfucker. Like, I'm yeah. already up here with an injury. That, that, it was like, this is, oh no, I'm seeing my future. My first stand-up gig ever. I'm going to fucking fall off the stage, eat shit, and like break my other thumb or something. Pull an art, step off the fucking the little box and break your leg. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good thing that didn't happen, though. I, I, gotta, I, I like the dime bar, dude. I like the little area. I thought it was cool. I know. You and, were pumped uh, on that DJ afterwards. Yeah, the DJ was killing it. I wanted to stick around just just for the DJ, but it was like, ah, man, no one else is here, and I can't be drinking that heavily since I was driving as well. Uh, dude, they had five, uh, they had twenty five dollar buckets of beer. You can get five beers for twenty five dollars. That's just it's just not a deal available in L.A. County anymore. I I felt like. I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? It was like the, 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 the friends episode where Joey and uh, Chandler, they, they have uh, the unscrambled channel of porn and they never want to change the channel. So they just leave the porn running. Like that's <laughs> how I wanted to like, just keep drinking the free beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just hang out there. Wait a second. If I go home, you could raise the price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm forwarding my mail I'll, here. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just yeah, I'll just re up the bucket of beer and I won't fucking leave. So uh, he didn't he didn't start comedy until he was in his forties and didn't hit it become a mainstay until he was almost forty seven. All right, I got seven years. I got seven years to catch up to Rodney. Just think about where this podcast will be in seven years. Seven years a lot of changes. I think you can I think you got this. Yeah. I think I by mean, the time just look you're 45, at, you're going to kill it. Just look at where we were seven years ago. The exact same place. Mm, that's not true at all. We make we make a lot more money per month than we did seven years ago. That's true. There was no Patreon. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for putting it so eloquently. And we've probably added over <laughs> seven years, probably at least like, at least a half an hour worth of show, if not 45 minutes. <laughs> For sure. I don't For even sure. remember what we first started recording at. An hour. We used to, Kevin used to keep us at almost exactly an hour. We would occasionally dip over. It's in the title, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, scientist party hour. yeah I think we're going to have to yeah. like pluralize the show moving forward. <laughs> oh, man, that would fuck up all our SEO. I know. That would actually take us back seven years. We will not fucking do that. We no, will not no, no, no. change our name to the Mad Scientist Party Hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's already hard enough to remember. What are we going to do? Add a fucking letter? No, 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 no. Not happening. Not happening. Well, I thought you killed it in your first stand-up. You I thought a- you did excellent as well. I'm very Thank you. proud of you. You had me laughing. You got a, sec- a sick foundation to build on. And uh, you said you have like five more minutes, right? The, you, well, you cut down from 10 to 7. But I thought you were even having problems cutting down to 10 initially. So I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then cutting down to seven was was tough. And it, like looking over my the set, it was like, ah, what do I cut? What do I cut? Ah, I don't want to cut this part because it has that joke that I really like. And I was like, well, got to cut something. So there's there's some stuff that I'm going to be able to put in for the Ontario show because I think I'm going to do 10 there. So I already know which shit I'm putting back in. But on Dustin's advice, I have been working on more clean stuff. I got some some concepts that I'm trying to flush out. Um, maybe I can ease off on some of the F-bombs and make some of that stuff a little bit cleaner. But now I'm stuck. I'm, like, I feel like I'm being really annoying to Carl because now I'm just trapped in that mindset of like, all right, I need bits, I need bits, I need bits, I need material. What can I make fun of? What's, what's a new angle on something? And since she's the person who spends the most time around me, I'm constantly like, What's the deal with that thing over there? And she's just like, oh, <laughs> why did you get into this? Why did you get into stand-up? Why was I supportive of this? Well, if you if you get her laughing, I feel like that's, that's at least a, a step in the right direction. Yeah, she could be a tough customer. Oh, yeah. The comparison of your butthole to Daffy Duck after an exploding cigar had Jason laughing very hard. I haven't watched back through it i had that was he was i mean he laughed a lot but that one got him real good all right all right i'll take it so i i just got a dm from (laughs) the comic that i hit up and they were like send send me your demo what Uh uh-oh i gotta get a demo well if that would have been what you sent to me if there wasn't a yeah. 20 second gap. I know. But a demo isn't just you. <laughs> I had a fu- like, here's my demo. It's like, wait, this is just your whole set at a dive bar. Yeah. Every time I've done stand up thousands of times and my phone always dies. I don't know what to tell you. It's so weird. Fucking, fucking LA, man. So wait, this is you DM someone to be on an open mic? It's not an no. open mic. Oh, it's not. Okay, so no. it's a paid gig. I don't think I would get paid. <laughs> fair. Like, right, fair enough. Oh, I don't know. All I've know, like, just from hearing, like, from the outside looking in and knowing people that do stand up, paid gigs are hard to come by. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll we, see. We'll see. We pretty I'm trying. much do a paid gig every week, you know? I got. I did get invited to do Dusty's show on Mondays, but MSPH Mondays. Can't do well, it. Well, I was going to say, next Monday you have off, but now it's no. Carl, Carl time. Yep. All right, well, is he? I mean, he does more than just Mondays. You can get on another, or is that like the only like day he can bring you up? You're not getting Friday run. No, that's no. for sure. Uh, no, definitely not. I don't know. There, I'm sure there's going to be opportunities, but um, 
Well, if we have to rearrange for that, Kevin, I'm, I'm on board. Well, we can't. I feel like it's tough lining up three busy schedules to find, like to get the planets to align once a week. And we've already got this. I'll find a workaround. Don't worry about it. I don't want to fuck you guys up. Yeah, I don't want you to fuck me up either, Kevin, you selfish prick. I'm sorry. I, I take that back. You know what, Jeff? I'm very mad at myself. Why don't you I'm fucking very, titty fuck yourself to death? I should. I should. I should just Why are you mad myself. at yourself, Jeff? Because I fucking whiffed with that stupid Comic-Con thing or Collecticon thing oh. where I was going to go shoot my shot with Autumn. Um, I didn't whiff with Autumn. I whiffed on purchasing the tickets in time um, and then not even getting an attempt up. It's fucking whack. I had it all mapped out of my head. We were going to take an Instagram fo- or a photo. I was going to put on my Instagram story and caption it, I guess confirmed for a crafter, Jeff. It was going to fucking work out perfectly. I had my whole pitch. So you weren't even going to ask her? You were just going to announce it and then hope that she sees it and goes along with it? No, I was going to take the Instagram with her after asking her like to come on the crafter, Jeff, and I'd be like, oh, hey, I'm He gonna- definitely skipped a step because the way he, you made it sound, Jeff, is you were taking, you were getting a selfie with her, then you were posting it to Instagram with no conversation confirming her as a guest. I just, I just said I had my whole fucking pitch lined up. You didn't yeah. think I was going to tell her the pitch it sounded like this. I took a fucking photo no, with her? No, it sounded, it sounded like, like that you was were your pitch. It afterwards. I don't need this shit right now, guys. <laughs> I don't fucking need this shit right now. All right? I'm beating, up, I'm beating myself up. I was fucking pissed about it. I was fucking pissed about it. And I probably could have just went Sunday and just, like, walked around the premises and ran into her. But I, I, I kind of thought she was going to be there Sunday. So I did other things. And I was I saw her on her Instagram at this fucking stupid card con thing. And I'm just fucking pissed because I know it would have worked. I know she would have came on. I know she would have had a great time. And it would have been a good good little podcast. Get a good podcast story for this episode as well. Me wow. going to this stupid card con thing and trying to make the most of it and at least shoot my shot with Autumn. I can't. I, I can't. Failed. I can't believe what, your your strategy of waiting until the very last second didn't work out. Wasn't she supposed to be at some sort of weed thing that night too? I thought so, but not according to her Instagram. Then I and I and I googled like Long Beach weed convention. I couldn't find anything. Oh shit! So, I mean, she didn't post anything on our Instagram that day of it. So it's not like I oh. felt, felt like I was missing anything about that but man i'm pissed she has an email i'm gonna hit her up in her email i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask her to come on the podcast i think she'll she'll respond to that i mean that's what it's for and this would be like a special show for patreon right yes but she's not gonna get a fucking cut of (laughs) well i don't know i feel like you should punch yourself in the penis yeah that's your that's your penance yeah I guess. I guess I can do that. I should punch you in the penis for not coming. I don't but know. It kind of sounds like some... He wouldn't have been uh... able to go anyway. That's right. Because he was super busy. No, because it was sold out. Well, we could have bought the tickets when I first brought up the idea. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't. Yeah, you still you you still could have done that. That 
That move wasn't dependent on Kevin being involved. It wasn't. No, I should have just bought my own ticket ahead of time right when Kevin pulled his fucking bitch shit and said, no, I can't do fun again. Sorry, I'm burnt out on fun. I didn't realize Jeff was such a beta and couldn't go do things on his own. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to push this topic because it'll just get me fucking angry. But... Let's let's switch over to a topic it's a, then it's that, all, that won't make you all angry. A failure on my end. Yeah, let's do that. Let's fucking do that, Kevin. Let's, let's talk about that. let's talk about Game of Thrones. Did you watch House of the Dragon? Not yet. I saw it. You did, and I, I'm the only person whose instant reaction afterwards was, "That was pretty gay." Am I right? I mean, everyone in the room liked it. Everyone on my editorial call this morning liked it. Everyone on the internet liked it. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was I sick. It was mostly gay. It was tough to Fair get enough. into because it kind of feels poserish, you know? It's 200 years before Game of Thrones. Most people that enjoyed Game of Thrones invested, I don't know, close to a fucking decade of their life on that storyline and those characters. And then you have to, you know, I'd say 80% of people, that's even probably being... On the generous side, we're left with a bad taste in their mouth with the way Game of Thrones ended. So it's like, ah, now we're supposed to care about a prequel with all these characters and actors. Uh, I don't know. And it was tough. In the beginning, it was tough. It felt like... It felt like watching Lifetime trying to make their own Game of Thrones. But then, once, once that Game of thrones shit started happening again... Once that violence starts getting up there and you're like, wait a second. I'm getting the suspicion that this character is a complete fucking asshole. And then it's just like, I'm in. I want to see bad things that happen to that guy. I want to see good things happen to that person. I saw a bunch of people get their fucking faces split open with axes. There's dragons right from the get-go. All right, I'm in. It felt, it felt cool. It felt, like, it felt like the real shit, not like uh, methadone. I think I'm still too scarred from the the regular Game of Thrones that I just can't get there. I can't. I'm the only one, apparently, though. Everyone Are else you going to, to like try it. to get there? Perhaps. I mean, I love HBO programming, scripted shows. Like, they're scripted shows more than anyone else. Like, it's consistent part of, like, you know, my life consuming their, their content. But, like, also, like, the, the scheduling behind it is just fucking perfect. Like, it is a perfect like change up from all day watching football. It's just like, all right, cool. I'm going to end it with some violence and some boobies, hopefully. But then again, I don't know, like your reaction to getting brought back up in the brought back into the Game of Thrones world. I just had an opposite reaction. I was like, oh, man, they're going to fucking they're going to string me along again for fucking 10 years and end it with some weak ass bullshit. And and I'm going to be mad at myself for falling for it. I can't be mad at the show creators or George R.R. R. Martin next time. It's me. You know, it's like what George Bush said. Uh, sh- uh, fool, fool me, me once, shame me on me. Fool me twice. Uh, Strike don't fool five. me again. <laughs> I, I tried it and hit it like he did, but I think I put my own little retarded spin on it, so it works. <laughs> <laughs> Trick me with the Iron Throne Wunch. Shame on Shame. You know what I'm talking about, right? Shame on Jon Snow. <laughs> Fool me twice. You got uh, 
I got fooled twice. <laughs> Can't fool me again. Right. I, I don't but, know. I thought it was. I thought there was some cool shit. There were lots of boobies, and I, I think I saw a butthole. I think I saw an anus. There's like an orgy scene, and somebody is getting ridden like reverse cowgirl, and somebody. I, I think somebody grabbed ass, pulled it open, and you see some butthole before it cuts away. Cuts away real quick. Some predator. Yeah. If only there would have been some way for you to verify this. Well, Carl was there, and I couldn't be like, "I ain't, oh, what what did I just miss?" And be like, "Hold on, I want to see if that was a butthole." What did you What did you do all day today? Uh, I ran around trying to find um, shipping materials for some stuff we started doing on Patreon last week. MSPH Patreon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not my fucking OnlyFans. I mean, you have a couple Patreon accounts going. Yeah. I got access to I one. I knew what you meant. I knew what you were referring to specifically. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm you're here, Shuddy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. Just lost as well. It I'm was, not going to um, lie. It I'm was, really hungry. Well, you got some pizza on your shirt. I do. It's true. It was weird seeing actors that I'm familiar with in Game of Thrones. Like, um, I feel like the biggest names in the OG Game of Thrones were Lena Headey, Lena Headey, because I'd seen her in a bunch of stuff before, and obviously Sean Bean for the first season. But like outside of that, most of those actors I wasn't all that familiar with. Sean Bean and the guy who played Robert Baratheon for me. Oh, I didn't even know that that guy. He was Fred Flintstone in the in Viva Rock Vegas. Oh my God, Shuddy! Nice, dude. What a nice. Pull. That would get you yeah. so many points on Doug Loves Movies. Honestly, that's yeah, that's a hell of a trivia movie <laughs> trivia pull. Good job, buddy. But like this one's got all, people. All I know is Sean Bean. This one's got um, you know Matt Smith, who was Doctor Who and has since been in a ton of shit. Um. The the guy who's the king was in Hot Fuzz. He was one of the cops with the mustache. Okay. Well, yeah, I was... don't know. I, uh, Hot Fuzz actually kicked out. So that one I don't know that I'd be able to pick out. Well, who's the first? Oh, Matt Smith I would recognize. I don't know that I would be able to point, pick that guy out. I don't think I've seen Hot Fuzz as much as you have. Yeah, I've only seen it like once or twice. I remember really liking it, but... I definitely couldn't pick anyone out from that. I, I knew no one. Uh, and then Reese Reese Ethens. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was the lizard in the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Um, he was in the replacements with Keanu Reeves. He was the uh, kicker that smoked. Yes. Yeah. And and replacements. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy's cool. Yeah, he's like um, he's he's like. He's got like a little bit of a little finger vibe going. He's the hand of the king. And then uh, who else? There's other people I'm thinking of too, but it's 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 weird seeing like recognizable people in that world cuz when they started doing that shit in Game of Thrones, like that that fucking cameo from that boiled salami, what's that fucking chode's Ed name? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Oh. That fucking ginger queef 
did that piss you off at the time? Because yeah. I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize that it it was so unnecessary. It was literally just like, oh, I see what happened here. He loves Game of Thrones, and he called his agents and like begged them to give him a cameo. And it's like, come on, dude, you got to ruin you ruin the real world. Now you have to ruin Westeros too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only know that one song because my buddy played it at his wedding, and I thought it was fine. It was a good wedding song. Yeah, I do not have as strong of opinion on Ed Sheeran. I don't think it's like a big deal that he made a cameo. Like he didn't. I don't remember. Help me out. Did he make? Did he didn't say any lines? Right? I think lines. he was singing. He reminded me of that guy. You know, when you're at a party and everybody's having fun, and then that chode shows up with an acoustic guitar and like tries to sing soft songs to like lure the chicks away. He tries to be like a Pied Piper. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. No one wants to hear your corny shit. No one wants to hear you fucking cover Candlebox. Fuck off. I would, oh, Far Behind's an awesome song. It makes me think about my entire life when, when I hear it. <laughs> I, would, I would love to hear that acoustically. I'd be one of those chicks up there. Like, whoa, this guy's talented. Am I right, fellas? Oh, take Ladies. my panties, Ed Sheeran. Oh. <laughs> Lay your fucking ginger nuts oh, on my face. I can't believe it was such a strong opinion on Ed Sheeran. I didn't even I know the fucking guy was in the show. I, I, look, I feel like his existence has made the world worse. We're, <laughs> we're all worse off because Ed Sheeran exists on this planet. He's what is your ugly. problem with Ed Sheeran that, it, that it's so... I guess it's just because... So deep. My girlfriend's into pop music, and when I'm in her car, I have to listen to pop music, and his songs sometimes come on. Okay, and, and I, you just... Yeah, I want to... I'll be like, you know what? If you need me, I'm going to climb out the window, and I'll be on the roof for the rest of this drive. So he, just don't let her drive anymore. <laughs> You're going to dump Carl over Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it's me or Sheeran! God damn it! You can only have one pasty, doughy man in your life, and it's me! Do you make her listen to death metal in your car? Is yes! Why... Because it's real music. <laughs> you literally have no leg to stand on. I, I feel know. for you. It must that's be a why, tough battle. That's why I don't say anything. When we're just in her car, it. her music goes. When Ed Sheeran comes on, I just ball up my fists and my lips disappear. And, I, oh, and then something else comes on. And it's usually Man. Drake. Toy. I feel like this needs some therapy here. Some counsel. <laughs> Some Mine counseling. has been almost exclusively 90s hip-hop lately. Oh, can't hate on that. I'm really pumped for this Wu-Tang Nas show. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I've been listening to uh, uh, a lot of Future and 21 Savage lately. Just solid Americans. I, well, 21 Savage actually immigrated from England. Uh, has, I his mom did, and he came as a kid, I believe, but he technically reps Atlanta. Atlanta's been pumping out some good rap lately, let me tell you guys. I'll I can't wait for the for concert it. either, though. Uh, there was the a 25th anniversary. I had this on my notes a couple weeks back, but I obviously missed the 25th anniversary of Only Built for Cuban Links, and I was just going to make it a point. To like, dude, we're going to listen to Verbal Intercourse <sighs> live. Like, They're going to play Verbal Intercourse live. Kevin, the Raekwon, Nas, Ghostface Killer song. I'm not one familiar of, with that one. Oh, if you heard it, you probably would know it. But it's honestly one of the got to be a top 10 hip hop. What was it ever. again? 
verbal intercourse. It's with Nas. It's really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, only built for Cuban links is a fucking solid album. Oh yeah, it's fucking masterpiece for sure. Yeah, dude, seriously, listen to that song. It's it. He's doing it right now. All right, that sounds familiar. Yeah, one of the greatest hip hop songs ever. We're gonna get to fucking see it live. I. Are you sure of that? Or is that confirmed? Oh my god, dude! If you have a Nas and Wu Tang fucking concert and they don't do verbal intercourse, we should riot. They, they got it. They have to do it. I, I just can't believe that they won't. We shouldn't. I, I we shouldn't riot, them. Jeff. I will not do well in a riot. I'll be the first one trampled. <laughs> Especially a Wu Tang Nas riot. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. They'll just throw. They'll like peel the flesh off of my head and throw my skull on stage. I would not do well at a Wu Tang riot. Looks like a fucking Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon skirmish. <laughs> yeah. Man, those riots got out of control, huh? Oh my god! Yeah, Carl hid under the blanket. <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Is it over?" Man. Things go from zero to hundred real fast. In yeah, Westeros. There was, there was like this giant squashing noise, and she was like, "Oh my god, what was that from under the blanket?" And I'm like, "Oh, some guy's face getting crushed open with a mace." It's it's exactly what it sounds like, Carl. Yeah. Exactly what it sounds like. I mean, next Tuesday, if somebody wanted to see what the set list was. That's when the first show is? First show is on the 30th of August oh. in St. Louis. Okay. Well, they're, they're like especially with big bands like that, there are um, websites that will post set, set lists. So I feel like. I don't know if I want to know, though. Yeah, I don't want to know either, actually. Oh, for real? Do you usually look at the set list before you go to a, a show, Kevin? No. Um, th- it, there I have been times. <laughs> I did when I went and saw the Circle Jerks because they have such a, they have a lot of albums, and I just wanted to know which ones they were playing off of. So you know which songs Fair that enough. Oi 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 belong to. Exactly. It's important. I feel yeah. you. Um, staying in the uh, the same, well, not the same, but in a nerdy world, Shuddy Boy, did you watch the first episode of She-Hulk? Yes, last night. I'm I forgot about that. In a nerdy world. <laughs> <laughs> did Man. you watch it? I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I did watch it. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> Life in plastic. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Couldn't help it, could you? Could. Are you going to see the new Ryan Gosling, Margot uh, Robbie, Barbie girl? I, or I Barbie doubt movie? it. I'm going. Opening weekend. Fuck yeah. Are you really? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I love those two. Wow, you're serious. What was I watching? Oh, I just rewatched um, The Nice Guys. You're into Barbies. I'm into Margot Robbie. She's gonna, you know, she's. I mean, that picture of her in the fucking neon tights on in roller skates in Venice. Oh, yeah. I I should have gone to Fandango and pre-ordered my ticket that day. But like, have you guys seen the nice guys, Ryan Gosling no. and Russell Crowe? Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw it once though, and I don't remember much of it though. I was kind of the same way. I saw it in the theaters. And I think I was super, super high for it and yeah, walked out of the theater being like, eh, okay, yeah, that was a movie. But
But since then, I've seen so many people gushing over it. And it's, I think they added it to Netflix recently. So we watched that this weekend as well. Way better than I remember it being. That movie fucking rules. And Ryan Gosling is awesome in it. And I was, I was complaining to Carl. I'm like, I love Ryan Gosling. And it sucks. Because why does he get to be that handsome and that talented? I hope he has a needle dick. And she was like, you know he doesn't have a needle dick. She was like, he's, he's married to Ava Mendez. He doesn't have a needle dick. And I was yeah. like, oh, no. You're right. But what if it's weird looking? She's like, Kevin, stop it. <laughs> it's not weird looking. He's probably got a great dick, too. Like, oh, God, that to damn it. He gets it all. But he's so fucking charming and likable, I can't help it. God damn it. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. In short, I will see the Barbie movie. And then it'll be me singing on that clip. Fair enough. I know I kind of steered us in this direction, but where did we come from and why? She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, totally. Makes sense. Okay. Um, I, I was nervous going into it because the, the commercial or the trailer they put out for it and some of the stills made the CGI look really Bush League. Yeah, they. It, that was kind of my thought on it with the trailer was that it they should not have let it go until it was a little bit more polished. Look good though. Some, I was impressed. Someone on my, someone on my editorial call comped to like the Hulk with Sex in the City dialogue. Did you get that vibe too, or is they just being, they just being Republican? They can they can be Republicans. Fine. Uh I mean. I've only seen like one episode of Sex in the City. That's Carl's doing again. But nice. I think I get I think that I think it makes sense. The the one of the yeah, biggest Yeah, it does. It it definitely uh pushes along uh Disney's liberal agenda for sure. Yeah, it makes women look like they're capable of doing things other than making sandwiches. No, I don't mean Those that. I motherfuckers. Mean, <laughs> which I know pisses a lot of people off. Really Stay in your Make sandwiches. But I don't, I, I mean, it, I thought you were going to say it kind of pushes the boundary of what Disney Plus is putting out. I didn't think it so. The, Why did they, you? I mean, they have tits. The, the post credit scene got real close to dropping the MCU's first F bomb. And not in like. I didn't a, know there was a post credit scene. Oh. It's pretty good too. And it's not a it's not an F bomb like ow I just stubbed my toe. Fuck. It's a fuck. It's a fuck fuck. Wait, you said they almost. Did they actually say it though? It got cut off halfway. Okay. But I mean fair enough. I, I went in with but low expectations. The intent was the F word. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I went in with low expectations, and the the biggest thing I didn't like about it is there's some fourth wall breaking, which, if you're going to do that in the MCU, only Deadpool can do it. Like, don't talk to the cameras. This isn't House of Cards. It does it right out of the gate, too. Yeah, which rubbed me the wrong way. So immediately I was like, oh, no, here we fucking go. But I... I really like that. That's what threw me off. About, oh, sorry, sorry about that. I was to say that's what threw me off about the Lakers show. Like every character broke the fourth wall, and I realized that I actually don't like that. It me worked neither. for 
uh, it worked for the big short. Like they did yeah. that a lot. And I thought that movie kicked ass, but it is not something that I like seeing done regularly. No, I mean, it barely worked in Fer- Ferris Bueller. <laughs> That's right. I, I actually think Ferris. I don't know how, how this take will go over. I'll say I, I think Ferris Bueller is like significantly overrated. And I thought that as a kid, like my father was all about like, yo, watch this. This movie kicks ass. It's like, eh. I'm kind of right. with you. I'm kind of with you. Like, as much as I love 80s movies, Ferris Bueller, like, it's good, but it doesn't rank significantly high on my 80s movies list. Like, to me, The Breakfast Club is the top of the the cheesy 80s movie mountain. Hmm. And mm. I mean, I can't like, if you, knock you for that. If you're going to throw, if you're going to, like, this might be mean. This might piss you guys off. I'm not trying to be mean here. But if you throw Goonies into that, like, all right, I'll understand, like, that being number one. Yeah, but Goonies, I disagree. Goonies is an adventure. If you're yeah, talking about, like, teen movies. angst. Like, I know you don't agree with me, Jeff, but Better Off Dead is number one for me. But, like, Goonies, Goonies is an adventure movie. I got you, but it also just, like, it just has the 80s feel to it. Like, you know what, when you're watching, like, all right, this is the 80s. Yeah. Like, you just know it. You know I mean, what I mean? Cindy Lauper wrote The Goonies Are Good Enough specifically for that movie. Could be the best song written specifically for a movie in history. The Goonies nah. Are Good Enough by Cindy Lauper. Fucking slaps. Slaps. Let me give you a better one right now. You're going to go to Top Gun. No, he's going Judgment Night. <laughs> no, I'm going fucking Arrows. Oh. Armageddon. Oh. Don't how did we miss a thing. How did we forget that? We all know the fucking words of that song. That's how powerful it is. Oh, I got fingered for the first time to that song. <laughs> but that wasn't Animal written Crackers specifically right for bus- that movie. <laughs> What's up? That wasn't specifically written for that movie. It was? It absolutely was. It the absolutely was. Vi- yes, it was. The Someone's get- it, was, was- on an, it was on an Aerosmith album. I'm, get- I'm the getting the buttons ready. Album- Someone has to verify it. Wait, no. We need wait, Uncle Google. I might be getting myself confused. I'm sorry, Jeff. You are correct. You've just been Jeff. Fucking pussy. No, my buddy bought the fucking... It was the last, like, cassette tape I've ever seen purchased. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, uh, I was thinking of the music videos with Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone. I don't... I, oh, for is that crazy? crying? Or crying, that's what it was. Or maybe, I don't know, one of those two, though. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, did I remember? Anyways. I mean, we're going off on mad tangents today, but like in that music video, the one we're all thinking of, I don't know if we got the title right or not, but she gets her belly button pierced, right? In an act yep. of rebellion, and then jumps off a bridge, and then it, it looks like she's killing herself, but she actually had a rope tied around. So she's just dangling, giving the finger. When I was a kid, were any of you with me on thinking that she tied the rope to her belly button ring and that's what stopped her fall? No. Um, I think maybe I was, like, too young to process it. I don't, really, I don't even really remember the video that much. I remember, I remember Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone being in it, but that's, that's like, kind of all I got. That's all right. I'm a moron. I know I was wrong on that. <laughs> That video is where I fell in love with Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone is one of my original childhood crushes. She it mine was re- started with 
uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen in Saved by the Bell? I think mine technically started with Alicia Silverstone. And then that would make sense with the age difference. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt completely replaced her, just knocked her right off my uh, crush uh, mountain. When I was a five year old, I used to have dreams about Cindy Lauper and Madonna. I had a dream when I was five that I slept, slept with them, but not had sex. I was laying in a bed with Madonna on one side, Cindy Lauper on the other, and just thinking, "Yeah," and that was my whole dream. It's a pretty sweet dream, though. Give me that. Would you take Liv Tyler or Alicia Silverstone if you if Carl gave you a hall pass? I mean, a time machine hall pass. So time- you're going back into the primes. Oh, Alicia Silverstone. Come on. Okay. Well, I mean, Liv Tyler's. She looks good. She's hot. Yeah, but she Maybe wasn't. Like, she wasn't in Clueless. What am I, yeah, I but know, she was what? in Empire Records. Yeah, in that and sweater and that plaid skirt. Oh. And uh, one of my homies is uh, like very into br- only into brunette. So maybe you have like one of those things. Uh, no, when you I was have, young, like, a preference in the hair color. I was I was big into blondes when I was young. But I grew up in the yeah. 80s. That was like everywhere. Like front and center in the 80s was fucking just blondes plastered everywhere. Yeah, blonde, big hair. But then in the 90s, in walks fucking Kathy Ireland. Boing. My room growing up was plastered with nothing but posters from fucking Hot Topic and Spencer Gifts of Nirvana and Kathy Ireland. I remember I had a... Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition that had her in it. And I cut out the model pictures and I hung them up in my room. And my <laughs> father came in and said, Don't be whacking your dick to this shit. You don't live in a locker room. Take those down. Oh, and he did... made me pull them off the wall. <laughs> That's a good line, but man, that sucks you had to do that. <laughs> my mom was like a real tight ass. And for some reason, she was cool with me having like Kathy Ireland's tits and ass all over my room. Like, I seriously had every Kathy Ireland poster that came out. And every Nirvana poster that came out. Wait, wait, what were we talking about? She-Hulk? Yeah, yeah. was She-Hulk <laughs> hot? Is She-Hulk, is She-Hulk hot when she's not in Hulk mode? Um, She's cute. She was in... I only know her from that... From, like, a couple episodes she was in Parks and Rec when she was, like, hooking up with Aziz for a little bit. She was, like, a doctor that was going away with Doctors with Borders, and she went to the roller skating rink birthday party episode. I'm just going to Google it. Yeah, I guess it's a deep cut. But that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. But I don't mind admitting, when she transforms into She-Hulk, it got movement. Yeah, She-Hulk is pretty hot. Yeah. Penis movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And... I'll tell you what, the CG looked fucking good. I don't know if they just really went for it on episode one to hook people in. And also because Mark Ruffalo's in it as the Hulk for the majority of the first episode. So you can't have his CGI looking like shit when everybody's seen it in so many movies. So they got to match her. But I think it looked cool. I loved that whole training montage they did in Mexico or that like tropical beach they were at. Yeah, in Mexico. I don't know. I thought that was all really fun. 
And then it snaps back at the end to her having a court case. And that, Jam- is her name Jamila Jamil? Yep, from uh, The Good Place. Yeah, she plays Titania. And she just busts into the courtroom for, like, no reason whatsoever, it seems. I guess that's going to be explained next week. I, I get the feeling that they really wanted to rope people in by, like, look, here's one of the Avengers in this in this show. Please like there it. It was also a way to just really quickly tie up how she got her powers, how she controls her powers, and all of that without it dragging. Like, my biggest fear with She-Hulk, was that we were going to get a full episode with her not turning into She-Hulk until, you know, the very end. Yeah, which would have been a bummer. That was what I was afraid. That's what I was expecting. So when it happens 45 seconds into the show, it already set itself on a much better pace than I was expecting. So I think it the way they did it was clever and the quickest way to get us from her being non-superpowered to being able to change in and out of She-Hulk form at will. Yeah. And then just crowbarring in a villain from the She-Hulk comics at the end with very little explanation as to why. She did look really fucking silly. Yeah. There was nothing intimidating or worrisome about her. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know. I thought that was a strong first episode. I think it looks cool. I want to check it out. I also like it that this is just what I'm gathering from the the commercial. But in the comics, She-Hulk, she, you know, enjoys spending time in the bone zone. You know, she kind of likes to just have a few cocktails after work and just (laughs) hook up with some dude at the bar. Pound town. Yeah. And in the trailer, they show her carrying some, like, big muscle bound dude that she met at a bar and it's like all right i like that they're staying true to that element of she hulk i enjoyed it i'm looking forward to the next episode yeah i'm in um do you guys have you guys have paramount plus right yeah i I really beat me some butter every week think oh yeah um that you should watch players Show or movie? Show. Oh. It's a half-hour show. It's ridiculously... Maybe I shouldn't suggest it to you. You might hate it now that I'm about to put it into words. But it's a mockumentary done by the guy, the people who did American Vandal about uh, a League of Legends team. Oh. That kind of is in between what me and Kevin are into. Right. It's it's really fucking funny. All and right. It's awkward, and it, I I definitely recommend it. Has anyone? Can either one of you guys speak to this? And maybe you already have. I think you guys already have. So I'm gonna sound like a real asshole. But have you guys seen the bear? Have you heard about this show? I've the watched bear? the bear. I've heard Is about it. Good. It. Okay. So. Because I heard it's really good, but I don't know. Sharon bailed on it after episode two or three because she was getting frustrated with it. Um, There are a few things that irked me about the show. The two main characters refer to each other as cousin all the time. Like that's how like 
they talk like to cuz? each other. No, cousin. Okay. Instead of like, saying don't bro. Don't do that, cousin. What's up, cousin? cousin Are they cousins? Stop it. That kind of thing. Are cousin, they actually please. related? That's a good question, Mike Kevin. They are. They are cousins in so much as they grew up together, and were like close family friends. You know, <laughs> kind of like, like we're, we're we're cousins. Yeah, like podcast cousins. Yeah, and, and it's what not up, it's not that their their relationship isn't actually cousin. That it's a it, it's just constant. That's how they they don't they almost never refer to each other by name. It's just always cousin, 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 um, and it's pretty fucking slow. Um, oh. But I really enjoyed it because, it, it, you know, a lot of it, each episode basically takes place on a different day in the restaurant. So it's not it, it's one, you know, one shift at the restaurant. So it, there's not a lot of actual story movement through each episode. But then all of it pays off in the final episode. So I'm going to say it is definitely worth watching, but you're going to have to tough it out for like the first three or four episodes until they start. Like it's all built up into the explanation because basically the plot of the, the, the show is this kid goes off this kid's family owns a sandwich shop in Chicago. Older brother takes it over after the parents die. Doesn't let him work in the restaurant kid goes to culinary school and becomes this hotshot fucking chef working in Michelin star restaurants. And the brother who's played by John Barenthal commits suicide and leaves the restaurant to the, the brother. And so he's coming in trying to figure out this mess of a restaurant that his brother was running and try and get it back up and running and pay debts and things like that. Hmm. All right. It's got some cool people that looks like make cameos. Or Maddie Matheson is in it. And I don't know if either of you are familiar with him. He's a chef that had some shows on um, Vice a fat, no. like really tattooed chef. Like, yeah, it looks like action ha- drunks. Ha- hangs out with punk bands and stuff. Like he's, and he's really fucking funny. So he's in that. It's really good. It's got the kid who played Flip in, uh, or Lip, sorry, Lip in, uh, what the fuck? William H. Macy. Shameless. That's it. Shameless. Never even seen it, but I just. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Um, there's some rapper in it, I think. All right, I'm looking at the cast now. Did you guys uh, watch any movies this past week? Uh, I watched uh, Rumblefish. <laughs> Hot off the presses. The fuck is that? Whoa! It's a Francis Ford Coppola movie with Matt Dillon. Mickey Rourke, Nicolas Cage, whoa, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, who else? Uh, Chris Starting Penn. off at five dicks. It's like uh, it's it's like The Outsiders. It is not like The Outsiders. Well, it's written by the same person, right? S. E. Yes, Hinton. it is. 
I that was part of the draw was that it was done. They all did this movie right after The Outsiders. This was being written while they were filming Outsiders and they just stayed on location and did this movie. I was expecting something very similar to The Outsiders. And oh, Dennis Hopper is also in it, Jeff. Yeah, I'm I'm interested, but it's been around forever. I don't think you would like it, Jeff. It's black and white. And it's fucking weird. It's really weird. It's fucking bizarre. I liked it, like, though. I thought Rumblefish, Rumblefish was cool. It was cool. I wouldn't say it was great, but it wasn't... It's just because it's not my thing. Like, there was nothing about it that was... It seemed very... It almost. It seemed very pretentious. Yeah, Jeff would hate it. Yeah, this doesn't sound like something... I, I mean, I hated oh, that, that sounds like a Mickey zero Rourke's character's name was the Motorcycle Boy motorcycle boy was his name and that they always oh diane lane is also in it and she is at her at her absolute best yeah i mean her absolute best one for like 25 years uh yeah i mean she had a strong foundation to build upon to be a missile for decades i mean you should watch it's 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 one of those movies where you either love it or hate it but she's in this movie called Streets of Fire. That's it's sick. It's got like a young um Willem Dafoe, Rick Moranis, and uh what's her face? Diane Lane is like a, a, a pop star in it and yeah, missile. Do her new gatos come out? Very close. There is a scene with her in uh a bra and panties with a garter belt and stockings. Oh my god! <laughs> Did um? Oh, has their new Gatos ever been out? I feel like they have. Yeah, right? wasn't wasn't that in that uh? Whatever that erotic that thriller movie. she did, I think she was naked like the whole damn movie. Unfaithful, right? I think that's the one. I don't no, know. I've, I've never seen it. Seen it. I've just seen pictures on the internet. <laughs> Someone showed them to me. Smart. I didn't go. I didn't go. Uh, look I would them. give Smart it man. three and a half dicks. Yeah, that's I'm fair. completely confused. She Hulk. No, Rumblefish. Right. We've moved okay. on. Yeah, totally. I knew that. My bad. I saw a uh, a new a new release, but it's a deep oh. cut. Something that was new to Shudder. Shudder exclusive. So, it's a fucking weird one. It's called Glorious. And it's a movie about a guy who wakes up trapped inside of a rest stop bathroom... And there's two stalls. One of them's open, and it has a glory hole. And on the other side of it, in that booth, is an ancient cosmic god voiced by J.K. Simmons. So I'm guessing that the title Glorious is referring to the glory hole. But it's, it's, a, Feels right. it's a quick, like, 80-minute movie, very minimal cast. Clearly didn't have the hugest budget, but still has a few cool special effects here and there. And it's basically J.K. Simmons as a cosmic god trying to get this guy to do something for him that will save all life in the universe. And it's fucking... And all he has to do is stick his dick in the glory hole. Well, only one way to find out. 
But it was it was interesting. It was like I feel like the guy Shuddy, you watch True Blood, right? Yes. The guy, the lead guy was in was somebody in True Blood. I never watched it, but I looked him up. I'm like, who is this dude? Was it I, Joe Manganiello? No, 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 no. I I know who that guy is. But this dude, he's like a blonde guy. Eric Northman? Maybe? No. Uh, I know who you're it was he was the brother. Okay. He yeah, was that the guy. Idiot cop. So I feel like they maybe could have gotten a stronger lead. Somebody like a little bit more charismatic. It was right on the border. But it, it definitely seemed low budget. Some of the, the people seemed a little a little wish dot com actory. But for what it pulled off for <laughs> such a weird fucking concept. It was Did you guys hear that thunder? That was thunder? That was thunder. Oh my god, Shuddy, we might lose you. <laughs> that sounded that sounded angry. All of the dogs have just jumped up from where they were sleeping. Oh, they are not show of thunder. But I don't know. If you have a shutter subscription, I'd say put it on. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it was unique and had some definitely had some funny moments and then has some pretty cool, trippy special effects that, that I enjoyed. But overall, it was objectively like a three-dicker. But, I don't know. Every now and then, you got to dust off that Shudder account if you have one. And we're entering the season that shall not be named. And I'm going to be you using mean the... spooky season. Nope, didn't mean that. Pumpkin yep, spice latte season. season. <laughs> it is. Yes, he's, Duncan he's right. released it last Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're in spooky season already. I have a feeling next week for the YouTube viewers, there's a very strong chance that my background is decorated for Halloween again. I've already How did been you decorate it. it last year? I don't remember. I start early. I usually start towards the end of August, what if are not some first of the week of September. What decorations that you put up again? I just put up like some cobwebs and Halloween-themed lights, and uh, I get some pumpkins and... I have my decorations that I keep in like a little closet that I put out for, for Halloween every year. It was you and Carl's first spooky season together, correct? Last year, yeah. Yeah. Did she was she as pumped about it as you? No, but she like, is she, she is likes she horror be movies. to help you decorate. Oh no, fuck no! She thinks I'm a complete kook. Okay. She thinks it's oh. super dorky that I get super into Halloween and decorate for it. But we did watch we watched fucking Event Horizon. On that fucking 4K disc copy, it looked magnificent. Except for those shitty 1997 CGI bits. Those were pretty bad, but everything else. God damn, that movie is magnificent. Oh, yeah, dude. So is that technically start spooky season? Or what, what's the first movie that, that you're going to count as like the start of your Halloween movie watching season i guess glorious was the first like i'm looking at my letterbox d diary it's the first official one so we're, we're off no i watched i started a little early i watched some horror movies towards the beginning of of august and then i watched some like really shitty 80s horror movies watch this goofy terrible movie hard rock zombies on shutter but yeah, it's I'm about to kick it into high gear. I got some shit lined up. I got a I got a playlist. 
Um, Jeff, did you watch anything? No, dude. No. All right. Well, I'm like, I was relying on Netflix to come up with a new fucking true crime docuseries. They usually come out like once a week, once every two weeks, but they left me hanging. And waiting for so, more people to get murdered. Yeah, I mean, I like in interesting ways. Murdered. I think enough I want, people get murdered. Just come up with something, guys. Come has on. anybody made a movie yet where two women that are true crime junkies start a true crime podcast? And it sputters and struggles to go anywhere, so they start murdering people and using their skills of true crime to get away with it and then report on their own crimes. Because mm. Dibs. Yeah, no, you got that one. Story by Kevin Kevin, Kraft. are you going to be a stand-up comic or are you going to be a screenwriter? All of it! I'm fucking old as shit! One, you've got to focus on one lane. I'm old as shit. I want it all. I'm doing everything. You can't... I'm, I'm, I have no you're kids. Be, you're not going to be. I don't a like your fucking at attitude. I don't like your I'm attitude, Shuddy. Telling you to focus your attention in one beam. I could be sweet so, at everything. There's stand-up comics that write movies. It doesn't look like you should be telling anyone to focus right now, Shuddy. They didn't start doing level. them both at the same time, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you actually have eyeballs, Shuddy boy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of concentration. Well, whatever. Um, we got some time left. Why don't we chip away at Mount Voicemail with some... Voicemails, yay! Has the stack grown? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we haven't given out the phone number in like fucking four months, and it's still it, piling up. I think up. at this point, it's just they're doing it to troll us. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. That they just the never want vo- Mount Voicemail to be gone. Well... At least it'll. Like, oh, you played three on this week's episode. We're going to leave you guys seven. <laughs> I honestly don't ever want it to be gone. I hope we never catch up. I can't wait to be doing like two years back. That's, yeah. what, that's what I want to get to. <laughs> well, this one is from June 13th. Nah. Mad Scientist Party Hour. This is Brian from Houston. Once again, I'm just calling because. Um, I wanted to let you gentlemen know that I've been listening to um, a lot more of the amenities offered uh, under the Puminati Extreme Elite Patreon tier, uh, such as Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition. Man, what a fucking awesome show. Uh, I never really was too into the show, but um, I started watching the old episodes on Hulu. and really do enjoy the commentary. I got to say the dragon fucking brings it with his um, analysis. And, um, and Jeff yeah, to stop, baby. Shit up, boys. Also, I wanted to leave you with a story. Uh-oh. One time, I think it was like in 2008, uh, my dad and I drove to Mississippi to visit my grandmother. And um, we stayed at a, man, it was a, Idiot motel. I think it was like a Ramada, like in South Haven, Mississippi. Like it did not look good at all, but we stayed there nonetheless. And we're getting a lot of details. And the last night that we were there, uh, I mentioned to my dad that, you know, maybe we should, you know, break off a little bit early and, you know, go tie one on, you know, before we had to drive home the next day. 
Does Taiwan on do mean do heroin? No, it means get. I always take it to mean get drunk. Oh. I, I just, I just like listen to it in the context. I think it could mean almost anything. So I, <laughs> in this context, like, all right, I think he's going to go drink with his father. I didn't think he was going to go shoot heroin with According his father. According to Oxford uh, English, di- or yeah, Taiwan on is getting drunk. Oh, okay. I thought it meant like, you know, you tie that rubber tube around your arm to get a vein to pop up. Like, oh, I got to go tie one on. Oh, man, what a cool father, huh? Yeah. It's got really parties with this kid. <laughs> Dad, let's go shoot up. <laughs> you know, and we, we've been pretty good. Hadn't been fucking around, you know, just hanging out with my family. So, um, Dad pulls out a spoon. You know, we did just that. Got a little <laughs> drunk, got a little rowdy. I got rowdy. He just didn't really. But anyway, <laughs> the next morning asleep. I wake up and I'm uh, I'm in a way. And I'm hungry, so I go over into the office because they hailed this continental breakfast to be just astronomical. And the only thing that I found was like a giant plastic tub full of boiled eggs that had already been peeled. And I think I probably tanked about eight or nine of them. Oh. And, uh, I just remember being... Man, what are you, fucking cool hand Luke? entire time we were driving home, just fogging my single cab truck, you know, with this horrific rotten egg gas. At one point, I woke up, and my dad had been driving, and the windows were both rolled the fuck down. Like, it was so terrible. It stank so fucking bad. Um, never once did I feel like I couldn't trust any of those farts. But um, it was on that trip where my dad actually admitted to me that farting was, in fact, funny. That's a magical moment. That is a great moment, actually. Yeah. Love you, gentlemen. See you soon. Well, thank you for including us in that magical father-son moment. I'm glad you guys didn't do heroin. Yeah, it's not like you have a better relationship with your father than me. God bless Brian from Houston. (laughs) All right, here's another one. MSTH, this is Sluke Cotton 103. I don't know. The hell did that guy say? Is he Sluke Cotton? I thought he said this is Poop Rotten 1037. Is that like is that the radio station he's on and Poop Rotten is his DJ name? Your guess is as good as mine. Listen to your guys' show. He's talking about Christmas movies, and I don't think it's... uh. That one that Jeff was talking about a long time ago, it's called Christmas Every Day. I know exactly what he's fucking talking about, and it's always whatever in paradise. It's Christmas Every Day. That's the one he was talking about. And I've got a Would You Suck a Dick to Jeff Clark. Um, would you rather suck a dick or do Jeff Metal for every episode on every podcast that you're ever going to be on? Love the show, guys. Talk to you later. Do death metal? I don't really get it. I don't. I don't get yeah, it. I don't, I don't either. I'm gonna guess you're not gonna suck that dick. I really, I you know, Kevin. I'm not even trying to go at you here. It's not, and I've really never given you this take because, hey, whatever floats your boat. You know, different strokes, different folks. I fucking hate death metal. I think it's so fucking gay. It pisses me off. Uh, I went to this bar 
did I tell you guys? I told you, Kevin. I don't think I talked about it in the podcast though. A death metal pizza bar in Long Beach called the Fourth Horseman. Did I talk about this on the podcast? No, I think you just texted videos to me. So, it's got like this whole like death metal theme. Uh, there's like three or four TVs in the pizzeria. They're all playing horror music or horror movies, excuse me. Um, and there's just like a lot of like I don't know creepy like horror vibe shit throughout the the throughout the uh, the, the pizzeria. And they have a ton of beer selections. They actually sell five dollar twenty ounce Labatt Blues, which kind of breaks my fucking brain the pizza's pretty good but it's essentially like it would be your favorite place to ever like hang out like sounds awesome like yeah like they all they play is death metal um and it i don't know it was kind of a bummer like the pizza was good the beer was good like the overall vibe was pretty good they had a, a mortal Kombat and street fighter arcade game out in front and like it was cool um but it was just death metal and i just couldn't do it it was it was it was too much of a bummer yeah, death metal uh, is, you know, aggressive and manly, so I see why it doesn't click with you. <laughs> you're you're more into that fucking soy boy, bitch-ass Kanye West shit. I'm more into Ed Sheeran, right? <laughs> Honestly, you would love this place, the Fourth Horseman. I, I was telling you, I want to bring you there one yeah, day. Yeah, I want to go. So much, like, I know you'll like it. It sounds awesome. But I, I guess to, to answer his question, I, I might, like, suck a dick to get away from, like, a lifetime of death metal. Like it's, I, it sucks, man. I, I can't, I just can't do it. I, uh, Carl's a strong woman. I don't know how she puts up with it from you, uh, as much as she does. She just doesn't like the, the high screeching vocals. She doesn't mind the deep growly stuff, but she's annoyed by high screeching death metal screams. All right, here's another human Mad Scientist Party Hour. Adam, aka Drunky the Fuck Clown from Vancouver Island. Uh, just checking in to see if uh, Kevin ever did listen to Kid Cudi, any of his music. And I might have missed an episode and heard missed the review, but uh, if he did, uh, that's awesome. Okay, see you guys later, bye. Um, yeah, I did. Because I was, I was all hyped on Kid Cudi after he did a really good job in that horror movie X. So, I think, Jeff, you were saying, like, you should check out his music, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't listen to it that much, but I have a few friends that, that fuck with Kid Cudi. And Kid Cudi's not bad. Like, I, his music's pretty good. But I definitely wanted your opinion on it. Yeah, I listened to it, and there were, like, a couple of songs where I was like, okay, I've, I've heard this one. Like, The Lonely Stoner, whatever that song's called. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a bunch of times, and... One or two of his other ones, but yeah, I listened to like an album or two, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, that's fine." I'm not gonna, I'm not like super into it, but I'm mixing it into a playlist, really. Yeah, but like, I don't know, it's fine, it's cool, it's better than ninety percent of the shit being pumped out these days, anyway. So, I don't know. Anytime I see Kid Cudi getting a win somewhere in the news in a headline, I'll I'll secretly be like, "Ah, oh, fuck yeah, good for him." I wonder how much McDonald's is paying him. He's on their commercials. Oh, he is? All right. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Good for him. They got deep pockets. I'm sure he's getting a nice fat payday off of that. Is he doing a meal? Is that what the deal is? I forget. 
I forget. I know it's not. I don't think he's doing like one of those J Balvin or like BTS meal things, but maybe. I don't know. I just remember he was like the face and uh, like uh, entertainment behind like their recent marketing. Man, uh, you guys should start doing some stand up too. And we'll just have like this trifecta going of growing the word. And then MSPH can get big enough to where we get a McDonald's meal. And it's just a super. Teddy and McDonald's did a merch crossover. No. I did it again. No, what you were saying was way more important than Kevin's stupid point. Good job, Shuddy. All right, here. Let's go to the next voicemail. Great. Now Kevin's best. Hope you're happy, Shuddy. Can't give Shuddy any more fucking punchlines to murder. Hey, boys. I gotta say, the that guy thing, TCU. Probably saw that when I was Ooh, early teen years probably came out. I feel like that really affected me. I don't think I ever wore a band shirt to a concert ever after that. <laughs> Just wanted to weigh in. Have good one. I'm with you. It kind of got in my head too. Like I went I and just... saw. I went to a metal show this past week. I went and saw at the gates in Municipal Waste, and I was like, I can't wear either of their gear to the shirt. I just rolled in with a power trip shirt. And then I got wasted and spent like $150 on merch. Wait, did you did you see anyone wearing their shirt at the concert? Is there like a bit of an age gap with this? Like maybe younger people are wearing their shirts or, or... That is 100% true. Yeah, I'd say 80% of the people there were wearing municipal waste shirts and they weren't even the headliner. <laughs> And you, did you all? Did you think they were all cheese? No, like cheese dicks. No, not at all. It's just ever since that got in my fucking head, and I've done it before for sure. But like, I don't know. Like, like back in the, like when Black Dahlia Murder was was touring, and I'd go see them. Like, I couldn't put on a Black Dahlia Murder shirt. It's like, yeah, the the fucking headliners. Of course, I'm here to see them. Of course, I have like a closet full of their merch. But. I mean, you take that movie out of the equation, like, yeah, you sh- if we did a if we did a live show and people showed up wearing MSPH shirts, I'd be fucking pumped. <laughs> right. That's what's so weird about this this take in the first place. I don't I don't get it. I I think I feel like Tool is the biggest offender of that guy. Like every time I go to a Tool concert, like everyone's wearing Tool. Uh Tool shirt. Yeah, I thought Shuddy, I thought Shuddy because was because they're all that guy. So it was eighty percent of the municipal waste concert goers, apparently. No, no. According to Kevin, he was there. Just, just those idiots that are wasting their money on Tool. Uh, whatever. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do this again. Shuddy kicking the Tool hornet's nest. Just the lamest MSPH shake there's ever been. Right. At least lose. it's not Shred Frimp. Oh, you son of a bitch. You really come for my neck on that one. <laughs> All right, let's play another voicemail so I can stop right. feeling bad about myself. Let's get let's sneak one more in. Hey boys, Twisted Texas here. I know y'all are probably like two or three episodes beyond on voicemails, no big deal. Two or three. Damn Twisted, that is that is generous. We are up to June twenty third. I'm responding to the latest uh, MSPH wrestling 
I think Jeff is fully qualified to be the absolute champion. I mean, we we all know Jeff's the best, so that, that just never happens. Um, also, I am very happy to be the Canadian cage champion. I mean, Texas is better than all of Canada. We, we all know that. And I do like Canada. But Texas is better. But, uh, anyway, boys, love the show. Just want to throw my two dumbass cents in there. Um, supporting y'all. Everything is great. Love you, boys. Have a good one. We love you too, t- Twisted Texan. It sounded like you tied one off earlier. <laughs> Did I use that on. right? Tied one on. Damn it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think, I think a new the fact that I was you? close was an achievement. Oh, come on. I deserve <laughs> it. Yeah, you can hit me the shutty button. God damn it. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank oh, you for listening. We're not going to talk about my MSPH wrestling record, which Twisted Texan graze over. I'm 10-1-1. One, one. I'm sure we touched on it two months ago. June 23rd. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to, uh, to get back out there. The next MSPH wrestling prove my dominance. Once again, I think it's coming soon. I know Dom's not ready to announce it yet, but I got a sneaking suspicion. Next one's coming soon. I need a fucking ego boost. We gotta, we gotta fire up some MSPH wrestling ASAP. What if you lose? I'll be butter for, for a while. It took me a while to shake off my first loss to Gorilla, Gorilla Jaw. Yeah. And only loss, for that matter. All right, well, thank you for listening, everybody. If you need more MSPH in your life, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hour. Helps us keep the, keep the lights on. And we keep uh, some, you know, premium fart content coming to you when you need it during the week. If you need a pick-me-up, you get more farts. Uh, oh, let's see. What else? If you want to watch some of these shenanigans, you can go to youtube.com slash madscientistpartyhour and subscribe and like and leave comments and all that stuff. And I don't know. Heard some word on the street that that does something. Helps us uh, rise in the charts, the comedy podcast charts. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also... Now it's not too late to uh, join the Patreon and listen to Crafter Jeff. It's yeah. down to the final 10. Significant number. Yeah, big one. Top 10. Final 10. A top thing worth mentioning. The top 10. They chopped down half the contestants thus far, Master Chef. Final yeah. 10. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at, or I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff Records. At MSPH Podcast. Did you just sniff your pits? He did on camera. I'm real stinky and it's been fucked with me the whole show. I couldn't, I couldn't. Gas who else would it be? Who camera. else could it have been in that room? Lil Mama. You needed to confirm it was you. Oh, Lil Mama, your pits stink. I just want to smell my own brand. <laughs> I'm surprised we went the whole episode without talking about my luscious taco meat. It's been. It's been a comeback day 
a comeback performance for my taco meat. Yeah, I mean, that thing is plunging like fucking J-Lo's green dress at the VMAs. I'm going to put cornrows in it later. That's iconic. I still want to get the next MSPH shirt just to be like an all-around graphic. And it just looks like you're Jeff from the neck down. Like a plunging V-neck with taco meat, but it's that's printed on a regular T-shirt. Wow. So it's like a regular cut. Yeah. But like you have like flesh here and then taco meat on the flesh. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Someone could design that. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you on Patreon land. Uh, but until next time, something. Ripping those flaps. Poop in those blimps. Guns out, guns out, buddy. Let's fucking do it. Oh, man. Oh, man. It has been a fucking... Nuclear hot summer. God damn. It uh it was relatively cool here today. It's cooling down a little bit. Like let me see. What are we at right now? Eighty three in Studio City, which is nice. Like the past month or so, like the second you walk outside if the sun is still out, like your clothes instantly start heating up like crazy and your fuck any anything on your bare skin that's showing to the sun hurts. Stupid hot. Speaking of stupid. <laughs> Eleven wet trillion. Eleven wet trillion. Y'all bitches are stupid! Oh God! For real. Hey, oh God! Hey Jeff. What up, dude? Are you fruit muffins? I'm like I'm uh I'm struggling. I'm dragging major ass today. It sucks. Well, th- there's one thing that uh, <laughs> that we haven't discussed or taken into account with pushing the recording time back. That there's been a lot more lead-up time for me to overdo it. Uh-oh. Are you getting into the party favors too hard? Uh, I've already eaten an edible uh, that I'm well within the thralls of. <laughs> you do look a little overbaked. Oh God, he's got me by the short and curly. <laughs> and I'm excited uh, that I have something for the main episode. Sick. Human fecal matter. Are oh, really gonna need it? Blood dye. <laughs> I'm shit. What happened? Blood dye. Parmesan poof. Remember that time 
Well, I guess it's the origin of that sound drop. Jeff, when you were like super pumped on the the Cheetos Crunchos, yeah, the variety bag, and the girl I was dating at the time was like, "You guys are talking about Cheetos so much on your show. We should like let them know, and maybe you could get like some sort of sponsorship deal or something like that." And she wrote to the Cheetos Corp. I think she wrote to. Are Chester- you not allowed to say her name? No, you can. Okay. I just feel like it's Girl. been it's, <laughs> it's so long ago, nobody even probably remembers, but like I think she wrote to Chester Cheeto himself and was like, This podcast like talks about you guys all the time. They have like bits and sound effects and sound drops referring to you guys and they give you they give you tons of love. You should like hook them up with a, a sponsorship or, or something along those lines. And they wrote her back and they were like, um, what's an address we can use for them? So I gave them my address. And they mailed us, like, a couple rub-on temporary tattoos. <laughs> I don't remember this. I remember her I remember her writing to Cheetos, but I don't remember you getting a couple rub-on tattoos. He was so fucking greedy, he kept them for himself. Yeah, I still have one yeah, on my taint. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Haven't watched my taint since. Yeah. Kevin's been conspiring against us since the beginning. I have a Parmesan poof on my grundle. All leading up to him purposely not recording Crafter Jeff last week, so we had to re-record it. Yeah, that was my long game. Before the days I of Patreon even it. existing. I was like, I'm going to get these motherfuckers. I'm going to waste three hours of their back. time and my time. Eh. Huh? Well, I got, a, um, I got a new SD card. Came in the mail just in the nick of time for the show. So, fingers crossed. Here's the fucking culprit. This little bitch. This little fucking bitch. History. Did Was the error confirmed that it was a C, SD card? Or that's just what you're working on? I had a friend who still works at SiriusXM, who I didn't even realize followed the MSPH account, saw the post of us talking, or, well, the post that I put up of the Zoom... Um, recorder or whatever, glitching out that file, and he wrote and was and like gave me all these links and stuff. He's like, you could buy this, you could buy this, you could buy this, and I wrote back and explained what happened. And he was like, oh yeah, that sounds like your SD card is dying. You got to replace that ASAP. All right. Well, hopefully we don't have any other issues. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to re-record this episode. Yeah, for real. That would be a real bummer. I don't even want. <laughs> I wish you'd even say that. Look, I mean, as as long as we've been doing this with all the shows we've done, Patreon included, that's the first time I think we've ever lost a show, right? Yeah. It's not too bad of a track record. Don't forget to Honestly. hit record on the Zoom, by the oh, way. Yeah. Good good catch, Shuddy. Um, and so even if the recorder does fail, we would have the audio from the Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. That you could rip. It would just be awful, but at least at least the episode would, would get released. That's true. I'm not bummed out about connecting with you guys and re-recording. Uh, I just thought that the second cut sucked. And like, I don't know, you talked about it while we're recording, Shuddy, but I was like kind of in my own head about saying, repeating what I just said to you guys. But then again, no one heard what I just said to you guys. So it wasn't really repeating it for everyone else. I don't know. It fucked me up. So it fucked me up too. I'm bummed out. 
re-recording a show. Like, if we just did an MSPH, we'd be like, all right, well, we fucking lost that. Let's just reconnect, rip on each other, and play some voicemails, and we'll get through it. I'd like to say there weren't a few episodes of What the Fuck Did I Just Watch that Dominic and I had to re-record because I forgot to hit record on Audacity while we were doing it. Yeah, it sounds like you're playing the long game to sabotage Dominic. <laughs> this motherfucker's got that too much free man. time on his hands. I'm going to torpedo that. You just feed him hot dogs next time you guys connect for what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> hey, we're having pigs in the blanket today, Dom. You oh, better bring a fucking defibrillator. I'm going to put my dick in. Paul Red stepping all over my jokes. Cool. Yeah, you got to get, get those out a little, little, little quicker. Sorry, it wasn't funny anyways. You're big on those pregnant pauses. <laughs> I'm going to put my dick in. Oh, man. Speaking of unfunny Always jokes, are we talking about anything else this podcast? I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. We're going to really need to go through uh, voicemails and emails today, fellas. I haven't done fucking shit since we last recorded. I hung out with Kevin. Was about I it. watched a Nicolas Cage film. Oh. My website is reported. Actually, no, they're not reporting. They uh, aggregated another report. But supposedly National Treasure 3. They're, produ- they're uh, in pre-production for National yeah. Treasure 3. From what I've heard, zero Nicolas Cage. I didn't even read the article. I just saw the headline. That would really piss me off. Well, get no, five hours ago, the AV Club says, the, the headline from AV Club says, National Treasure 3 script is done and awaiting Nicolas Cage's approval. Whoa. All right. That's new info. Last I heard, it was like, it was like, a, a, like a young lit cast. Watch this one is just like them trying to find Donald Trump's remote. <laughs> can't I, can't oh, find man. the clicker. I'm stuck on just, CNN. Get Nicolas Cage. I literally just last night got to a part in the Nicolas Cage book where they said that Disney had n- never ha- had no plans of making a National Treasure 3. That they didn't see it as a franchise. Wow. They made they two of them. saw it as a movie with a sequel. Oh. Hmm. Don't we all agree that Disney's a bunch of scumbags? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, and some things. Well, I feel like we've got some stuff to discuss. I've got a fucking dog sitting at my feet crying to be picked up, and I'm ignoring him. Ah, poor guy. Okay. Oh no, I fucking wrapped all the wires so nothing was hanging. Now I don't have. I can't show him to you guys. Don't worry, Sorry. we believe you Maybe that. Next time. We believe you that he's there and he's crying. I need, I need, I need footage. I hear the whistling. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's Miles. That's the. I'm sending you guys a picture. That's the noise he's making while doing that. Miles, if you don't shut up, I'm donating you to Michael Vick. 
did either one of you guys, I don't know if this is main show content, but I'll figure out asking now. Did either one of you guys <laughs> see House of the Dragon last night, the new Game of Thrones show? Have text us about it? Yeah, did Jeff? It? Did I reply? Nope. No, you fucking I, fart face. Of course I haven't didn't. watched it yet. I plan on, so no spoilers, please. Oh, all right. Well, supposedly it drew the largest U.S. audience in HBO history. It's a success through one episode. I don't know if that does anything to you, but you're behind 10 million people, Shuddy. Well, I'm, it's going to be watched this week just with work. I didn't have a chance. I'd. Miles, get away. I hear you. They're grinding me down too, man. I just have a whole bunch of sports bets to make. I got to fucking educate the people about them, you know? What is that? Oh, I keep, this is for the main episode. I keep, I, it's like sitting next to me, just fucking calling my name. It's is a it mu- a baking you- with shuddy cakes? It's a no, mu- no, it's I'm not marijuana. It's more of a. Snack Cold Attack brewery. Hijack Soda Jerk collab. Oh. Love it. Man, you should play video games when you open it and just incorporate a nerd hole in there, too. Just check every Patreon box. Yeah, you have an extra <laughs> screen. You can watch a shitty movie. Yeah, you can put Toxic Avenger 3 on in the background. I actually do. I have you guys on the laptop, and then I have... I mean, I know it's upside down. That was not helpful, but the laptop and a side monitor. Nice. Yeah, I got two screens myself. I used to only be able to work on two screens, but I've gotten so used to working on my MacBook for work that coming back to the PC is difficult. I swear by MacBooks. I sometimes I don't like the two screen setup. My my little station here in my apartment's pretty fucking sick, but. Just gets overwhelming from time to time, and I just like to go on the little laptop here or there. Plus, I like to chill in my bed sometimes, handicapped in the nude. <laughs> oh, draw me like one of your French girls. Yeah, I guess I could sit at my computer desk naked, but <laughs> I don't know. The the surface of uh, my computer chair to get real sticky, let me tell you. Oh, fat, sweaty fuck. It's disappointing. I think a huge contributor to my single status. Definitely doesn't help it, I'll tell you that. I don't want to talk about this anymore, guys. What do you, what do you say we Miles. get into the podcast? Miles, stop it. Kevin, you almost ready here? Oops. <laughs> Snoopy Poop Dog! Yeah, I'm ready. Are you recording everything? Nope. All systems ago. It is not. not all systems go yet. Recording in progress. Okay, the snitch alerted me. <laughs> I think we're ready to fucking blast off on this podcast. I agree to consent. <laughs> so put my hand on the Bible. I'm good to go here. Los Angeles, California with Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> <laughs> 